Today we heard from some of the people that have been applying to Phil Wood's position on the show, and I was surprised at all the interaction I got with that. It actually kind of threw me off a little bit. I didn't mean for it to go on that long, but I was trying to read texts and everything else. So thank you to everyone who texted in, and we'll keep doing that because you guys might as well hear what's going on too. We also talked about the dumbest fights that you get in with your spouse and weird cravings when you're pregnant. It's all right now on the podcast. Kelly Jordan. Clearly, we have a position to fill here on the Kelly Jordan show is just what I'm calling it right now, I guess. Um, And people in radio, when they want to look for a job, they send you what's called an air check. And an air check is just essentially a quick recording of you on the air saying, this is what I sound like. And because we have a position available right now, people are sending in air checks to try and get Wood's position. Now, here's the thing. Radio, people, everybody wants to be in the big city, right? Even though this radio show is on in three different cities, people are it's, it's hard to get people to move to the north where it's cold to do radio from a small town. It's just hard. But we are getting people that are applying for Woods' position, and I thought, you know what? Let's do this together because I hate in radio when someone isn't on a show anymore or someone gets taken off the air or whatever, then it's... It's just it's almost like you act like they don't exist anymore. That's so stupid. That's one thing I hate about this business is when they act like that. So we're not going to act like that. We do have a position that's open, and we need to fill it. So I'm going to play you some air checks right now of people who are sending in that want to work here. Uh, someone texting in, what did I miss? I thought Wood was coming back once he got settled in. No, Wood was offered another job that he decided to take and uh, it is no longer on the show. Someone says, wait, my whole life has been a lie. His real name is Matt, not Wood. No, Wood was his last name. No, his real last name is Wood. His name is Matt Wood. But uh, a lot of times I called him Matt. It was always weird when I called him Matt. Anyway. Let's get on to some of these air checks. Now, I think, I hope, I think that I took out everybody's name and what station they work for because I don't want to put them on blast like that. But we're going to start with this one right here. Hopefully, I took out his name in the radio station. Here is one of the people that applied for Wood's position. We all know that feeling. Pedal down and hoping for the best. Jackson Brown, New York. Whoops. Shot a psychedelic cream with white room. Did the Who and the Steve Miller Band flying out on a big jet airliner like the ones that go over Oof. City Field. That's what we're doing this weekend. Great doubleheader Whoops. for you. Chance to see the Mets take on the Reds at City Field June 27th. Then stick around because after the game, it's a concert with the Steve Miller Band. 25th caller, when you hear the Mets give you the cue to call, you'll squ- Okay, one thing about this already. If you're going to send out an air check, why are you sending out an air check of you doing a contest? I mean, I can't think of anything more like radio and more boring. And stick around, because after the game, it's a concert with the Steve Miller Band. 25th caller, when you hear the Mets give you the cue to call, you'll score a Q104 pack of tickets for the 4 p.m. start. And if you're a Q Workforce member, you could win the grand prize, a chance to meet Steve Miller and watch the concert from the field. How old is this? Is Steve Miller still alive? I apologize for not knowing, but how old is this audio? Holy cow. Details and a peek at the contest times. Go to Q104. Let's see, Tori texting in, uh, no, to the first one. He is too sporty. <laughs> too sporty? All right, we can move on to the next one already then. Uh, this is another guy who is applying. Let's see, Alex is saying, Alex is saying, his voice puts me to sleep. Benji, negative in this first guy. Boy, he's getting, this dude is getting roasted on the text here. All right, we'll move on to the next guy. This is another guy who is applying for Wood's position. We'll see how this guy goes. They are 712, the Beatles, Paul McCartney's Hey Jude. And after having spent decades and a few days in jail as one of the world's most famous users of marijuana, Paul McCartney claims that he has given it up. In a new interview, he says that he quit in order to be a better 
role model to his descendants. I spoke to Joyce in the morning. I spoke to Joyce at night. I don't do it anymore, he told the Daily Mirror. Oh, why? How old are they? Not it, okay. I'm not an ageist, so it doesn't matter how old they are. But these, these, this audio sounds insanely old. And if you're going to send it to somebody, do something new that's a little bit fresh. Holy cow. The truth is, I don't really want to set an example to my kids. To be 100% honest, I forgot what this guy's even talking about. Kids and grandkids, you know, that would be negative. It's now a parent thing. According to numerous histories about the Beatles... McCartney was first turned on to pot in August 1964 when Bob Dylan visited them in their New York hotel room. Okay. Uh, (laughs) We're going to move on for the next one. Dusty texting in. No, such a boring voice. Uh, Let's see. Nikki saying he sounds like my priest. Uh, Maybe we could use a little bit of that in the mornings. Uh, No energy to match yours, says Chris. Let's see. Justin says, are you required to smoke three packs a day? (laughs) You know what, though? I will give this guy credit. He got, like, some sound clips together and stuff, so he's got a little production value going on, at least. George Harrison, however. This guy has a George Harrison says. All right, that guy has an old-school radio voice. Like, again, I'm not trying to dunk on these guys. Like, I shouldn't because these are dudes who are looking for a radio job, and they sent their stuff here, probably not realizing that I would play it on the air. We'll do one more this morning. This is running a little bit long here, but here is another person. Out of all of them that I heard, this is the one that I thought might be, might be okay. It's a Not just a Friday, National Donut Day. I'd like to take you... I'm already out. I hate that kind of radio so much. Hey, everybody, it's National Dota Day. I hate that so much. Directly to the world headquarters of the greatest donut shop on the planet. In Melbourne, Florida, from Love Bug Bakery, hello to Remy. How are you, Remy? I'm doing great. You're welcome. Bye-bye. See ya. And then he cuts the phone call. I want to hear the phone call. Was it funny? This is a... Good morning. And probably doing things with Greenleaf products. I was going to say, Maui, Maui. That's, that's crazy. I just want to see Willie Nelson sucks in his cheeks the same way that Ben Stiller does. Blue steel, <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's pretty good. Awesome. All right, thank you very much, Erica. All right, coming up next, who hacked our personal information? It looks like another government may be behind that. Robin Mead brings us up to date from the set of HLN's Morning Express. Next on a... Okay. I love my country. My name is... On the line is Robin Mead from the set of HLN's Morning Express. I have something very important to tell you, Robin. What? 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 Happy National Donut Day. Yeah, oh, thanks yeah. so much. I'm, I'm, I'm out on this one. Happy National Donut Day, Robin. How's everybody doing out there? Yeah, I'm out on that guy, too. Okay, well, these are only three. This is just three of the ones that we've gotten so far. Uh, I think everybody agrees on texting, as I've seen. And, and don't roast these people. These are these are working radio DJs who are just looking for an opportunity. Are Out-of-work radio DJs who are working for a uh, radio, looking for a radio opportunity. So let's not roast them too much, but uh, now at least you know what I'm going through trying to replace Matt Wood. So it's it ain't easy. It ain't going to be easy, but I'll maybe we'll do this again next week. I'll play you some more that I get. What is the stupidest fight you've ever gotten into with your significant other? Yesterday I was telling a story about how I got in a argument. It wasn't a fight, but it was, I, I don't know what the difference is. It was an argument with my wife about these knives that I have asked her repeatedly 
not to put in the dishwasher. These are the nicest knives that we own. Putting them in the dishwasher makes them dull. And I, I, I'm up to my eyeballs in frustration with the fact that every time I empty the dishwasher, those knives are in there. So I told her, I said, look, I ask for so little in this family. I work hard. I support everyone. All of our payments are on time. And I ask for one thing. Please stop putting the nice knives that my mom gave me when I moved out of her house into the dishwasher. And the more I thought about that yesterday, I thought, wow, that was literally one of the dumbest things that I could ever get in a fight about. But you know how after like, I don't know, maybe after a while, me and my wife have been married what? Let's see, my daughter's 14, so we've been married for 14 years. And we, you just, I think you just, the little things just grind on you and grind on you and grind on you. Like toothpaste in the sink, that's another one. Leaving toothpaste in the sink is definitely cause for an argument because it is just gross. It takes one second to rinse it down the drain and it's not that hard. So, is, what is the stupidest fight that you have ever gotten into with your wife? Uh, Josh texting in said you're only going to get texts from, from ladies because dudes never remember what our fights are about the second that they're over. Well, that's not true because I've been stewing about these knives now for a couple of days, and it's so dumb. I'm like, Kelly, just let it go. Who cares? Just wash the knives by hand and r- put this whole thing to bed and stop having this stupid argument with your wife. Uh, Adam texting in, the dishwasher dulls knives. Well, yeah, the dishwasher does dull knives. I think so. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it does. I've been told that it dulls knives. Either way, so 320-656-9453. We're asking you, what is the dumbest thing that you ever got into a fight with your, with your significant other about? It doesn't matter if it's boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife. Kelly, as a chef, I am so with you on the knives, says Stacy. They don't go into the dishwasher. And that's what I'm saying. Stacy, these are knives that I see on cooking shows, too. So I know that they're nice knives. I know that they are. You got one? What was the stupidest fight you ever got with your significant other about? My worst fight with my spouse is, okay, so I can't stand it when the sponge on the kitchen sink is is cold and wet, like sopping wet. And I said to him, I said, okay, sweetie, all you have to do is like squeeze it and then put it back. Right. So it'll dry out. It'll be fine. And he kept not doing it. And I'm like, dude. Please do this. It's gross and it starts to smell. Right. And so one day I picked up the sponge and it was just like heavy with water and it was cold and gross. And (laughs) so I threw it at his head. Oh, no. That's messed up, man. It hit him in the side of the head and it just went. (laughs) I'm going (laughs) to. There's always two things that I said are super disrespectful that people can do. One is spit in your face, and the second one is slap. Like, that's number one and two, and you literally combine the two into one action. <laughs> I did. I mean, obviously it didn't hurt him because it was a sponge, but I, yeah, it doesn't he got matter, mad. Like, Why did you do that? I'm like, I've told you 500 times, and I'm sick of it. And you know what? He never did it again. <laughs> wow. Man, are you guys still married? <laughs> Um, no, <laughs> but <laughs> that was, uh, that was one thing that that wasn't the problem. <laughs> well, it, it wasn't the problem, but I guarantee it was one of them. It was one of them, but oh, that, that moment was so wonderful. If my wife hit me with shock. a, if my wife hit me with a wet sponge, I would never forget it. I would forgive, but I would never forget. Uh, he hundred percent deserved it. She'd be like, she'd be like, 100%. you had too much. She'd be like, you had too much to drink tonight. I'm like, yeah. Well, you hit me with a wet sponge one time, so I'm trying to forget. 
<laughs> Karen, thank you so much for calling. That was actually Karen who did our birthdays this morning. Thank you for calling back. Uh, Rachel has a funny one right here. She said, my boyfriend and I rarely ever fight, but I lost it on him when it took him three weeks to get his sister's address for a Christmas card. See, that's the kind of fights that I'm talking about. It just it grinds on you and it grinds on you and it grinds on you. And then you just lose it over something stupid. All right. We got someone sitting on hold says, oh, yes, the classic argument they fight about all the time. All right. Call and text 320-656-9453. The stupidest thing you fight with your significant other about. Kelly Jordan, the dumbest thing you've ever fought with your significant other about. 320-656-9453. What's up? When it's your turn to do the dishes, can you be a little bit more on top of it? But My wife will always get on me if I don't do every single dish in the sink. Like, say... Say there's a hundred dishes in the sink and I do ninety-seven of them. She'll get yeah. on me. She'll get on me about that. You so couldn't we, finish the last three. Come on. It's, it's, this is like <laughs> it's like talking to my wife. It's the same thing. She'll be like, "Why'd you leave three dishes?" I'm like, "Cause I was exhausted after doing ninety-seven of them." And her and she she has all these complicated cups with straws and lids and latches and all that stuff. I'm like, "That's oh, on yeah. you." Yeah. You keep buying these complicated yeah. cups. That's on you. I agree. There is one that my son has that that I kind of refuse to uh, deal with. He has to do it himself. Yeah. You want want complicated cups? Clean them yourself. That's right. Thank you so much for the call this morning. Elizabeth says, me and my husband argue because he never turns the lights off when he leaves the room. That is my wife 100% too. I've actually thought about, (laughs) this is so dumb, I've actually thought about changing every single light switch in our house to a timer. Or don't they have those ones that are like motion sensitive so that when someone walks in the room, the lights come on. Then when they leave, it's off. I don't think my life, I don't even think anybody in my family knows that light switches have an off position either. Uh, Let's see. We have someone else texting in. The puppy wouldn't be quiet in the kennel, so it was my fault. And that's why Elizabeth says her and her husband got in a fight one time. Uh, Let's see. What else do we got here? Oh, putting the seat down, Nikki says. We have a little girl that doesn't notice, so if my husband husband doesn't put the seat down, when she sits down, she falls in. Yeah, that's definitely not a good one right there. I My mom did a phenomenal job of definitely telling me to put the seat down. I put the seat and the lid down every single time. Plus, I don't want to look in the toilet. That's disgusting. Uh, let's see. Brittany texting in. What, when I've been asking him to help me with something for weeks, and then I get tired of asking him, so I do it myself, then he replies, well, I was going to do that. I fly off the handle. Brittany says that one. Boy, we're, we're all in the same boat, aren't we here? Like, everybody's having these stupid arguments all the time. What is yours? What do you argue about with your spouse that's so dumb? Supper. What to make for supper. <laughs> Why is that such a struggle? I've never understood. I, I don't know. I think neither one wants to cook, and no one can decide what they want to eat, and so just... My wife, my, wife throws, <laughs> my wife throws another thing into the mix, too, because... All right, if we if if I try and figure out something to eat, I'll be like, well, let me just grill up some hamburgers. She'll be like, no, we had beef a yeah. day. Ag- She'll be like, we had beef a day right. ago. I'm like, God dang it! <laughs> like yesterday, I was like, why don't I just do some chicken thighs on the grill? She was like, well, we've had chicken yep. two days in a row. I'm like, who freaking cares? There's only exactly there's only like three types of I, meat. There's or four. There's fish, <laughs> chicken, beef, pork. We have to have one of those exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah, what to have for dinner is an ongoing struggle that I don't know if will ever end. Right. Thanks for the call. Someone texting in, I don't have a name here. When your husband cheats you, cheats on you during a dream and you end up fighting on it. Yeah, I've been on the receiving end of that one, too. Small town salute. 
I want to say good morning to everybody listening in Zeland, North Dakota, population 82. And I hope your kids are hungry this morning because if they're headed to Zeland Public School, they're getting chicken wings, beefy mac and cheese, and their choice of vegetable for lunch. Principal Gene Klein definitely knows how to keep those kids happy. And that's why Zeland, North Dakota, you get today's small town salute. That was your small town salute with Kelly Jordan. Pregnancy cravings are one of the weirdest things because they're real. Like my wife craved when she was pregnant with our daughter, she craved uh, grapefruit all the time. Like I'd never seen someone go through so much grapefruit. But to hear about like people who will crave dirt or, you know, like lawn. I remember hearing uh, my co-host, one of my old co-hosts from a morning show I did way back in the day. She would like see laundry detergent and want to eat it. It's just so bizarre. Well, there was a heavily, heavily pregnant housewife in Dubai named Linda and her millionaire husband had to fly her to Las Vegas because she was having a craving for expensive caviar and diamonds. Now, I've never heard of someone... The caviar part, yeah, I can... I would feel like you'd be able to get better caviar in Dubai than in Vegas. Like, isn't Dubai where all the billionaires hang out? Well, anyway... She shared a video on TikTok, of course, because you can't do anything without sharing it on TikTok of her extravagant trip. In the video, she and her husband enjoy Japanese A5 Wagyu beef that costs, now check this out, about $250 per pound. They also had their expensive caviar, and she got some new diamonds out of the whole deal. The diamond part, I don't know about that. I don't. I always crave, I've, I don't think I've ever had Wagyu beef. Maybe when we went to New York the last time, I know I had something and I was like, eh, it's kind of a letdown actually a little bit. But the, preg- the pregnancy craving part is just so weird to me. You said you had a weird one. What was it? Okay, so when I was pregnant with my son, <laughs> I would make ramen noodles. Okay. Literally on the stovetop. Right. With regular water and everything like that. I would strain all the water. I would put the ramen in the bowl. I would put the chicken packet seasoning in the bowl. Right. And instead of water, I would mix in maple syrup. Oh, (laughs) that's disgusting. I I wonder why you were craving that. I still do it, too. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. During the pregnancy, I could forgive this mess, but no, not after pregnancy. Something's wrong with you. (laughs) Thanks for the call. What was your craving? I had to have chocolate milkshakes. With jalapeno juice in it. Oh. From McDonald's. Oh my gosh. I'm surprised that a pregnant woman's stomach could handle jalapeno juice in a milkshake. I think my stomach, after all these jalapenos, it finally said, okay, um, we can't tolerate this no, no more. So in 2000, I ended up having to have a gallbladder oh. um, surgery. And it was because of all the jalapeno juice that you ingested? We don't know for sure if that's what caused it, but my doctors are, would tease with me and say, it's probably from all that jalapeno juice you ate your gallbladder up. Yeah, that'll happen. Wow. Thanks for the call. Sometimes Kelly finds things interesting that uh, no one else does. And I mean no one. It's time for Maybe It's Just Me. So around the world, of course, there's tall and short people everywhere you go. But if you go on average, you take in consideration both genders, the shortest people in the world are located in in Indonesia. Now, I was going to guess that. Were you really? No. Oh. <laughs> I was like, how would you know that? <laughs> I never, ever think about Indonesia, ever. But anyway, they uh, the average height there is 5.18 inches tall. 
That is short, man. How tall? 5.1. I'm sorry, 5 foot 1 inches, not 5.1. All right, I'd at least be like the tallest person in that town. For real. Like, can you imagine what that would be like walking through that town? Yeah, it would feel awesome because I'd be so tall. Right. Well, people in Bolivia, they come in a hot second because the average height there is 5 foot 2 inches tall. That's crazy. And that, I wonder if it's like a nourishment thing or if it's just a, you know, if it's just the different, you know, biological makeup of, of people who live over there. I don't know. You're thinking too deep into it. I, I, I would just assume that just the way the people from people Indonesia are, are short. Yeah, yeah, I would just assume that's what it is. Now, if you're looking for the tallest people in the world, then you'd have to go to the Netherlands where the average adult is about six feet tall. All those Nordic countries, though, man, like Sweden, Norway, see. I got screwed with height. My mom's 4'11 and my dad's 6 feet. Like, there was no chance. I had right a, in the middle, I had you? no chance I was going to be a basketball player. Well, my mom smoked when she was pregnant with me, so I didn't stand. <laughs> and, oh, and drank, that to mind you. Oh. So I didn't stand a fighting chance. The <laughs> fact that I'm even alive and able to put a coherent sentence together is a mi- medical miracle in and of itself. Every single day is a miracle. <laughs> it is. But I, I noticed that, so when I lived in the South, and then I would come back to visit. When I'd yeah. come back north to visit, I noticed that people were taller here. I think it's because it's like the Scandinavian and the Norwegian. And oh, probably. Like, that's just, they're a tall folk. I mean, my family is Texican. I right. mean, we're Mexican, but a lot of them came from Texas. I don't. I think I'm one of the tallest in my family. Yeah. My cousin played in the NFL, but he's just a freak of nature, so that doesn't count. I used to try and figure it out, too. I'm like, is it just because we eat heartier up here because it's so cold? Because, like, in the South, you just don't eat as much because it's so freaking hot all the time. You don't feel like eating anything. When I call sports, there's some towns, like when I lived down South, yeah. like Caledonia always had big people. Like, they, no matter, their smallest guy was six feet tall. Well, you know what the you know what the uh, fattest city in the America is, though? It's in Texas. It's, uh, ah, shoot, I just watched a documentary on it, too. It's like the most obese place in America, so I think that my... Uh, it's Whataburger's on every corner? It could be, yeah. And Whataburger's a dang good burger, but... Can I be honest? Yeah. I don't think so. I'll slap you. I'll slap you down to Texas so you can try another Whataburger. Hey, I'll, tr- I'll give it another go. I uh, didn't think it was that great. It's actually what a burger, not Whataburger. But see. In, the South, in the South, you say Whataburger. Oh, okay. I got it. Either way, who cares? No one's ever going there. What does it even matter? That was a waste of a conversation. Uh, but anywhere, uh, dang, it's bothering me now what the name of that city is that's the most obese city in the in the America. It's on the southern border. But if you're looking for the tallest people, you go to the Netherlands. If you're looking for the shortest people ever, you head on over to Indonesia. Maybe you could join the Indonesian basketball team, Brian Riley. That, I'd be like the center. That'd be just awesome. just be crushing them. I could dunk on an eight-foot rim. Just no question. schooling them. That'd be awesome. All right. Well, maybe you didn't find this one interesting. I actually did. And I'm going to now Google what the heck the fattest city in America is. Uh, Memphis. Oh, okay. Well, that's not in that's Texas. That's not in Texas is at it, all, is it? Memphis, Texas? <laughs> sure, we'll just say Memphis, Texas. All right, come on. Let's move on, dude. Nobody cares. <laughs> Dang it. We got to get this more dialed in. All right, but maybe you didn't like this one. Maybe you did. Either way, guess what? Don't matter to me because I'm going to do another one tomorrow and the day after that, and I may have to look right at you and say, <laughs> maybe it does make Welcome to the bonus track. It's the very first break of the morning that we tack on to the end of the podcast. Today, we talked about the biggest beater car you ever had because I'm driving one right now. My Tiguan is just terrible. And then we also talked to Karen, who did uh, birthdays with us this morning, who was an absolute blast. It's the bonus track. We tack it on the end of the podcast, and here it is. Kelly Jordan. The number to text the show or call the show anytime, 320-656-9453. And the reason I want to give that number out to you this morning is because I want to hear 
anybody listening this morning about the biggest beater car that you ever drove because I feel like I'm driving one right now. Now, it's not the Tahoe that I recently bought. I'm trying to keep that thing as nice as possible. But because I drive 50 miles to work in the morning, 50 miles home every single day, it doesn't make sense to me to have a nice car for that, to, to just literally beat the hell out of it every single day. So I was lucky enough to find this Volkswagen Tiguan, and I've and it had like I don't know, it had like eighty thousand miles on when I got it. I got it for under ten thousand dollars because the sunroof leaked at the time. I fixed the leak on the sunroof, and now I don't I don't mind the car that much. But it, the battery's been dying on me because the cooling fan will come on after the car's off, and it'll run until the battery's dead. So I think that I fixed it the other day. Thank you, YouTube. But I don't know if I fixed it the other day. So like I get here to work today. And I'm doing my work, and I got my alarm goes off after 20 minutes, and I'm like, all right, got to run out to my car, make sure that the fan isn't running so that I don't get stranded here. And then it was just funny because I got jumper cables now in the back, which everybody should have jumper cables. I mean, that just makes sense. But it's just so funny because I feel like, you know, I, I'm getting I'm getting on in years, and I feel like at this point I shouldn't be driving beater cars anymore. But also in the wintertime, I don't know. Like, like a lot of people have a don't. I don't know if people still do this, but back when I was younger, like people would have their super nice car that they would drive from like you know May to November, and then they'd have like a winter beater that you would just drive that you didn't care about. You didn't care if it got rusty. You didn't care if it got in a little accident. You just didn't care about it. But I don't know if people do with the cars being so expensive now. I don't know if anybody does that anymore. But this is literally just my beater car. I drive it to and from work every single day. It gets a ton of miles on it. It's a it's a decent car. It has no rust on it whatsoever, which is shocking. But uh, I'm pretty sure it's sat with water in it, like standing water in it for a while with the sunroof leaking because it does smell a bit moldy on the inside. But other than that, Christy texting in saying the first beater car I ever had was a Caprice Classic. I got it for 150 bucks. drove it for three years. Holy cow. Boy, they don't make them like that anymore. But I do remember the Caprice Classic. If I could find a nice Caprice Classic... I feel like I would buy one today, but I don't even know what that thing wouldn't even fit in my garage. Those things were so gigantic. Uh, let's see. Nick texting in. Biggest beater I had was a 01 Chevy Malibu. Got it for $300. Had 90,000 miles on it. Super rusty, though. I had two by fours underneath to hold up the rear bumper. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, Corey says, I still do it today. I don't know what that means. Oh, you still drive like a winter beater car? Because I remember my friend had a super nice Mustang that he would drive, but he didn't obviously didn't want to drive it in the winter. He didn't want the, every, to get all rusty and everything else. So I remember he drove this busted up. It was like one of those full-size Chevy, um, like the Chevy Blazer before they came out with like the S10 Blazer. And that thing was just a hunk of crap. And I remember we would pull up to the clubs in it, and it was so funny. Cindy texting in, hey, Kelly, you need a Toyota Camry. They never, they go forever. No, I know they do, and that's why they're so expensive. Like, when I bought a car to, to beat the hell out of it driving it back and forth to work, I was like, I want something for under ten grand, so that if it does, you know, crap out on me or whatever, I, it's not such a sting, you know, because it's hard to find a Toyota Camry that's, you know, all still in one piece that... You know, you can get for under ten grand. But Nick, I love that about the about the two by fours holding up the bumper. That's hilarious. Uh, this the car I'm driving now probably isn't the biggest beater car I had. The biggest beater ever was probably a uh, it was a Isuzu Pup that I drove, and I don't like the Isuzu Pup was like a uh, it, it was kind of like a Chevy S10 pickup, like a smaller pickup truck. And I remember it was a five speed, 
And I remember roll down, no, not a single power anything. And I remember the doors were so thin on this thing. When you were driving down the road, it was like. <laughs> so I tried to, and you could like feel wind coming through the door. I remember I like stuffed insulation in there, like trying, but then I couldn't roll my windows down all the way in the summertime. That was probably, I, the beater car, when, like I have a, my wife's uncle does really well for himself and he's got like three kids. And they all got brand new cars for their 16th birthday. The beater car builds character, man. The, it absolutely does. My kids, my daughter might get this Volkswagen when she gets 16. She might, she might inherit the Tiguan, and I'll go find something else to drive. The beater car is definitely a rite of passage in your world. And, hey, listen, at about 10 o'clock, I'm going to go out there to see if this thing starts. If not, if someone could come give me a jump, that would be awesome. I got the, got the jumper cables in the truck. Uh, someone else texting in. No name on this one, though. 91 Ford Fativa? Or is that supposed to be Festiva? No, what did they have? Was it the Ford Festiva angle? It was what it was called? 91, though. Wow, that's a good one. Uh, let's see. Biggest beater was a 19... This is from uh, Monica. Biggest beater was a 1976 Ford Fiesta. It had to... What did it say? I had to light... I, oh, I had to tighten the lug nuts uh, every other day so the tires wouldn't fall off. Boy, that sounds... You put some... I wonder why those were coming on. Uh, let's see. Matt saying, I thought you bought a Tahoe. No, Matt, I did buy a Tahoe uh, from Painesville Chevrolet, but I don't want to drive that 100 miles a day. I, I don't want to put that many miles on it. That thing is so nice, and it's not rusty or anything else. And plus, it's a Tahoe. Like, it's not, you know, it's meant for power. It's not meant for fuel economy. So, yeah. No, I did buy a Tahoe. I'm definitely not talking about that right now. But either way, uh, what was this one? I missed Monica's. What is, oh, a 1976 Ford Fiesta. That's a good one. Boy, I didn't know I didn't know Ford made the Fiesta. Remember the Ford Escort? I remember my brother had a Ford Escort and that thing was a busted up piece of junk. I remember it sat in my parents this shows you how white trash we were growing up. It sat in my parents' backyard for months and months. I think something happened to it and it just sat there. Uh let's see. Someone texting in, don't have a name on this one. The Chevy Love pickup. I think the Chevy Love was like before the S10, right? That's kind of what the Isuzu Pup was. It kind of looked like a Chevy Love a little bit. But those were definitely busted up cars. All right. Well, thank you to everyone for texting in this morning. Again, 320-656-9453 is the phone number if you ever want to reach the show. And speaking of reaching the show, uh, we're going to do birthdays in just a second. We got Karen sitting on hold who's ready to do it this morning. Oh, now everyone's texting in with beater cars. Maybe I'll get to these later. What is this? Uh, Laura says, 1980 Dodge Omni. I remember the Omni. I feel like the driving school that I took my driving test in, I feel like that's what they use was Dodge Omnis. She says, biggest POS, but drove the, well, I can't say that word out of it. My first car coming in from someone, I don't have a name on this one, was an 88 Cutlass Supreme, drove it for five years, paid $250 for it. That's incredible. Dang, I, wanna, I could do this all morning hearing about people's beater cars. Jason says, first car was a 1974 Oldsmobile Delta 88. Now that, I know for a fact, was a big-ass car. Uh, he says, four-door, hand-me-down, blew the motor in the first month. Well, that'll happen when you got a car that old. Mike says, I had a 1977 Chrysler New Yorker. Now that's a sweet car right there. Uh, let's see. Bel- Velvet Interior was smashed so, was smashed so bad. 
I can't read that one. Smash so bad on the passenger side, everyone had to get in on the driver's side. <laughs> Man, we might have, I might have to save some of these and do these for later. These are great. The biggest beater car you ever had. I love this kind of stuff. All right, we got to get to history and birthdays, though, because I got someone sitting on hold. I didn't expect to get this many texts this morning, so I got this person sitting on hold ready to go. So let's do a little bit of history this morning. It was on this day all the way back in 1999. What line of work are you in? Waste management consultant. Look, it's impossible for me to talk to a psychiatrist. The Sopranos, the pilot, aired on this day in 1999. It's crazy how much his voice changed from right there until like the huge more like kind of like this shit <laughs> at the end of the episodes. And that might be a new, uh, a new th- imitation for me to work on. Uh, in 2003, it was a great time for George Strait. Favorite George Strait song. It's weird though because he uses auto tune in this. But I guess everybody was at that time. George Strait on this day was inducted into the Texas Cowboy Hall of Fame in Fort Worth, Texas. I've actually been there before. It's uh, definitely worth the trip if you find yourself in Fort Worth. Or as some people call it, Fort Worthless. But I, I, I love Fort Worth. I think it's an awesome city. Uh, in 2016, kind of a sad note. <laughs> I love this song. Second time this week I've gotten to play this. His birthday was earlier this week. On this date in 2016, David Bowie passed away. I remember a lot of people took that hard, man. People love David Bowie. But yeah, it was on this day in 2016 he passed away. All right. We got Karen on the phone ready to do birthdays this morning. Again, if you would like to do birthdays in the morning, you can shoot me a text 320-656-9453. And uh, I will get you on the air and have you can help me do birthdays because I definitely need the help with it. Karen, what are you up to this morning? Well, Kelly, uh, uh, except for having my eyelids propped open with toothpicks. <laughs> like. <laughs> like in the cartoons. <laughs> Like in the cartoons, I'm like, oh, I've got the biggest cup of tea here because I don't drink coffee, but oh my gosh, it's... That's funny you say you don't drink coffee because I'm like one of the only morning show radio guys who doesn't drink coffee. Why don't you do coffee? I just... Why? I, What's your reason? My, my reason is just the taste. I cannot stand the taste of coffee. It just grosses me out. So I love the smell of it. I can't stand the taste oh of it. Oh my gosh. I think we were separated at birth because it's the same... For me, it tastes like burned dirt. It's like, <laughs> no, yeah. no matter how many pumps of caramel I put in that thing, no. The first taste of coffee I ever had was we were at the orthodontist office. I still remember this. My brother had braces and my mom had, you know, I'm sure it was the most expensive coffee at the orthodontist office. Well, they had civet coffee. Is that what's? Yeah, I remember taking a sip of it, and I was never able to go back. My wife made me one cup of coffee one time, and I was so angry with her when it was done because it was so disgusting. I was like, enough of this. I don't like coffee, period, point blank. Are you trying to poison me? (laughs) All right, well, are you ready to do some birthdays this morning? Let's do it. Why not? Now, Now I'm a little more awake. Thank you. All right, good. Well, I don't know if you're going to know this one. Now, this is only going to be for old school wrestling fans. But celebrating a oh birthday! Oh my gosh! <laughs> celebrating a birthday today. As you people are mesmerized by the greatest body in the world. What the heck did he say here? Are mesmerized. Mesmerized. <laughs> <laughs> well, how old is Buff Bagwell today? He is 
85. Oh, <laughs> clearly you've never heard of Big Daddy Pump before because that's not even close. No. Mr. Buff Bagwell turns 54 years old today. <laughs> that's all right. That's quite all right. People have done much worse. All right. The next okay. one. You, you might know this one. The next birthday, George Foreman. My lean, mean, fat-reducing grilling machine with built-in bun warmer delivers great-tasting grilled food in minutes. It's George Foreman's birthday today. Oh, no way, George. I got your grill, man. It's awesome. Oh, I love, man, if you, if you were ever single living on your own, the Foreman grill was a must. Oh, my gosh. You know, if you have teenagers, you just teach them how to use it, and they are become a little more self-sustaining. I'm I, so proud. I think the air fryer is the new Foreman grill, because my kids will cook stuff in the air fryer for themselves. Yes. You get those little teeny pizzas in the freezer, and they can live forever. You said it, sister. As a Gen X, I'm teaching my kids to basically <laughs> be self-sustaining, and I love it. It's good. Well, how old is old George Foreman today? Uh, I'm not going to say 85. No. <laughs> no. George is 72. Oh, you're close, but not close enough. George Foreman oh! is the ripe old age of 75 today. I think I was nicer to him than I was the yeah, wrestling guy. You were a lot closer. <laughs> All right. The last one. You might know this one. You're a Gen Xer, so I don't know. But also celebrating a birthday today. Rod Stewart. Wait, he's alive? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Rod Stewart's still alive. I think he's still touring, too. He is 586. <laughs> Close. <laughs> he is. George, uh, Rod Stewart is the ripe old age of 79 today. Oh. Well, happy birthday, Rod. Three up, three down. I told you I was bad at this, but my gosh, it was fun. Well, Karen, you did one hell of a job. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and now, ladies and gentlemen, the star of our show, direct from the bar, Kelly Jordan.